So what jobs have you held? And and that's a long list um, because um, it, it sounds like you were like all over the place. Um, so if it's too long, yeah. then what were the most notable jobs? Most notable? Um, well, I worked at a, um, uh, what was it called? Uh, summer camp for a while. Nice. So that was, that was really um, rewarding. Like yeah. being able to work with kids and totally or into them and, and have fun and just create stuff around that. Um, yeah. Um, another one. Uh, I couldn't really say I've had like some really sucky jobs. Oh, I gotcha. <laughs> That's unfortunate, dude. Um, and, and so what's, what's been your favorite job out of all those gnarly jobs? Um, I would say, I'd say the camp. Yeah. The summer camp and Home Depot. I worked at Home Depot nice. for years. Yeah. Because I think I made the most friends out of those two. Gotcha. That's really interesting. Yeah. Um, and so about how long were you working at that summer camp for? Um, just for the season. Just, just for the season. One. I gotcha. Nice. Uh, a couple months yeah. yeah i i think it's interesting because that just goes to show you that it's not so much like the pay or how long you work there but it's like what you're actually doing that really makes the job rewarding because like it since you just worked there like just the summer but it was like one of your most notable jobs i think it just goes to show that like like pouring into people really pays off and like and doing other stuff um might not be as rewarding even if it might pay more you know so so that's really interesting yeah. um and then and then what what jobs do you currently hold so right now, yeah, I just work at a coffee shop called The Poor Choice in Auburn. Heck yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sweet. Uh, yeah. It's just there. Um, I don't have any other jobs. I gotcha. Yeah. Um, and so that kind of segues into my next um, part of this. And so you are barista at Poor Choice. Um, and so had you worked at a previous coffee shop before Poor Choice or is that one your first kind of experience in the coffee world? Um, I've worked at, let's see um three coffee shops before poor choice oh dang so i started at origin coffee yeah which is actually is now pause coffee in right rockland uh rockland um origin was like they an opportunity where i could like learn coffee yeah uh, like risk because um they taught baristas um that is really cool like volunteer baristas so they had this opportunity to learn how to be a barista yeah without like any pay um um, so they, they easily accept any kind of like volunteer yeah but the the quality of like their coffee and the, and the equipment that they had and the training was like on the specialty side so yeah. they taught you how to make coffee the right way and how to that is really steam cool. the right way. yeah dang um other two coffee shops um th they weren't great <laughs> oh my gotcha so so origin was the main one that that kind of stood out yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And I, and I think it's really cool because like I've I've always been kind of in awe um that that all of Origins employees were like volunteers because like and and the fact that their coffee was actually really good and the fact that they were just like pour in or pour <laughs> in um that much like like uh resources um by just having volunteers I think is like really really awesome. So that's really interesting. So so about how how long did you work at Origin? Um, I don't think very long. I think it was like six months, and yeah. then I was more off and on. As yeah, they needed me. 
Um, yeah, they were just kind of like, I was more on call and they called me in. Gotcha. Because, uh, oh, wait, I think it was less than six months. So going, they would have you volunteer in quarterlies. Okay. So I was there for the quarter and then um, I worked at another coffee shop during that time. Yeah. So, gotcha. Uh, Interesting. Mostly on call. And so what, what made you want to start at a coffee shop? Um, was it just like a job at first, like just to make money? Um, and, and then did it, did you realize like that you love coffee? Um, or what kind of like fueled your desire to get into the coffee world? Um, well, at the time I was just like struggling finding work that I loved. Yeah. And I was working at this, um, at this, uh, like car dealership it just wasn't my environment. Yeah. And, um, um, a friend of mine was like, oh, you kind of have the personality of like someone in a coffee shop. Hey, hey. <laughs> and he just kind of like hinted at like, maybe you should try that. And, yeah. And uh, I'm like, oh, I don't want to get into food business anymore because yeah. like I have bad experiences with that. Gotcha. So it's not really open to it. But um, I decided to give it a try because um, somehow I think around that time I was maybe the, like the alg- algorithms with um, Instagram had changed. Okay. I started seeing like more coffee stuff. Yeah. Through my feed and start seeing like latte art. To- oh and yeah. Latte art. I'm like, okay, maybe I could get into coffee. <laughs> I, like, give this a try. Yeah. So that was like what interested me. Most. That is really like, cool. Oh, I want to create this. Yeah. Um, and uh, so like I started the origin thing and I loved it. It was like being able to make, loved being able to make something for people. Yeah. Um, like versus like the dealership, we didn't, I was just like a, a lot boy. And, yeah. Um, didn't really work with people closely. Totally. Like customers. So I like being able to have that interaction and like, um, just have like, be close to my, um, coworkers too. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so when did you start being a barista? Like, was it kind of off and on with your coffee jobs? Um, so yeah, during my volunteer, it was like once a week at okay. Origin. Yeah. Uh, while I was working at this dealership. Yeah. And, um, I loved it so much that it kind of like pushed me to find another coffee shop job that yeah. actually paid me. Right. <laughs> yeah. So that's when I found um, this place called um, Hoot Coffee. Yeah. It's not, not no longer there, but. Um, gotcha it was just an opportunity for me to like get into coffee yeah, and learn more about, you know, dialing in and making things taste good. Totally. That is really cool. Um, when did you start at poor choice? I started, um, when they first opened. Gotcha. Which has been like three years ish. Yeah. Three years ago. Dang, Um, dude. So that is crazy. Um, so I feel like people just think of baristas as just like making the cool like latte art, but there's like, but after working at like poor choice, there's so many more levels. So could you just like rub me through quickly, like what the basic aspects of being a barista entails? Like, what does that really mean that you do? Um, so what it means what I do is um, if you're looking at it on a broad spectrum, um, you're, you're just another person in the, in line of, of the industry. Yeah. So the industry is, um, the, the farm, it starts from the farm. It's like the whole, whole like farm to fork mentality. Yeah. 
starts from the farm, it goes to the roaster, and then it goes to the barista. Okay. So you're you're like at the end of the section of um of that production line. Yeah. Coffee industries, so to speak. Um so like the farmer puts a lot of work into their coffee, um, growing it and cultivating it. Yeah. And um planting it in in different places that would benefit the tree itself. Totally. Um, they do like different things like um like trying different varieties or um combining different varieties. Yeah. Like, so their job is to like make sure that their coffee is grows and tastes the best. Right. So then that, that moves on to the roaster and then they have to have their job of like um preserving um the characteristics yeah. of the coffee that the farmer um produced Dang, that's so, hard <laughs> yeah but you pay um you pay a, a better premium for a coffee that the farmer has put into it right so, um you wouldn't take like a premium coffee and then just burn it to a crisp yeah um, <laughs> right there would be no point um right so the rest of his job is to kind of like bring clarity to those different varieties and different um um processes that they put the yeah. coffee through whether it's natural or washed or um honey processed it's just to preserve those flavors and then it goes to the barista yeah and so it's my job to um make sure that it it tastes the way it's supposed to taste Dang. so i That's think I, I i think i have the least hardest job yeah as a barista. <laughs> right uh, um for me it's just like i have to train my palate more of like a um sommelier in a, in a sense of like coffee sommelier like yeah to taste the coffee and um i could taste the roast i could taste i mean to taste the roast if it's roasted too much if it's um roasted awkwardly if the roast yeah if the roaster is dirty or whatever you could taste that um totally um so my my job is to like make sure that when i'm pulling the shot it it's sweet it's not salty it's not watery dang not boring yeah so um it just goes like like um just tweaking the grinder in in such ways and how much coffee i put into the port port filter yeah then testing it and adjusting it that is where it's like hey this coffee tastes like blueberries okay and then why is it tasting salty right interesting yeah um so can you practice at home or does it really make a difference with the kind of machine that you use? Like, is it best to train on, on one particular machine at all times? Or can you like kind of buy like a cheaper one and then like learn the same skills? I think, yeah, you could learn the same skills at home. Yeah. Um, I think the first rule of like, if you're going to brew at home is to buy a really good grinder. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah. Can't make good coffee without a good grinder. Totally. Um, uh, and I think if you're tweaking things, um, it's kind of hard to say because also you need really good um, espresso maker as well. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> something that has like the right temperature. Yeah. And and you also need something that has um, the right amount of pressure. Oh, so interesting. Temperature and pressure to like in order to pull a good shot. So yeah, uh, so you have all those three together. Um, totally. You could make good coffee at home. Yeah. Um. So what's your favorite part of being a barista? Um, because I feel like there there tends to be like a lot of pressure, especially at poor choice, because it's just crazy busy. Um, but 
but I feel like there's also an art that can really be like found in making coffee because like one, you're, you're really serving people. Um, and two, you, you are doing an art. Um, and so what's your favorite part of, of just being a barista? Um, I feel like that's changed over time. Like, um, in the beginning it was like, I want to meet people in my community. Yeah. I think that's the same. I think I just kind of like lost my way. Interesting. Um, more recent days. Um, but I wanted, wanted to get back to that. It's like, um, I mean, after like making thousands of lattes, you're like, like it kind of loses its meaning. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've made this, like, I wanted to create something for somebody that they can enjoy. So, um, I think that's why I cook. So I make pizza now. Yeah. Heck yeah. Work on something that I'm bad at. So, (laughs) um, right. Cause then you can get better. Yeah. Interesting. But, um, I think my, my challenge right now with being a barista is just like making sure everybody, uh, gets a good experience right? and, um, good customer experience. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I think that's just the main thing. Like, um, enjoying enjoying myself while i'm there and enjoying people totally so, yeah that's awesome trying to like have like a better vibe while i'm there yeah definitely the whole mindset. um and so what are your like plans for the future with uh with being barista like do you see yourself staying at poor choice like a, a super long time or are you like more more interested in a different thing or are you wanting to start your own coffee shop or just like what's your plan for the future basically um so I did, I did have my own roasting company, like my side, I had like a side roasting business for a while. Yeah. That was called Folk. Okay. Um, so I've had like dreams of opening my own coffee shop. Yeah. But, um, I feel like that, um, is like on the back burner right now. Okay. Um, so done coffee too long to where it's like, (laughs) I don't want to make coffee anymore. Yeah. No, I don't feel that. Yeah. And so, yeah, I'm kind of like interested in doing more photography right now. Yeah. I felt like as I was in coffee, like there is something that was missing that I needed to fill and it was like the creative side of things was being stolen from me. Yeah. Wow, that's uh, interesting. I, I think like when you're making lattes, it's like you can only be as creative as you can. It's, yeah. Yeah like coffee, milk, and art. <laughs> right, exactly. Interesting. Um, but uh, with photography, I feel like there's so many like aspects to it and different, there's just uh, so many moving parts with photography. And um, it's not, some of it's not very, not easy. Some of it is very easy. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like I'm just like pressing a button. Other times I'm like, I have to think, of things differently and have a different perspective. Yeah. And it really, I mean, depending on like, like how you, how you see yourself, how you see the world, how you see others yeah. could show, show in your photography. Yeah. It could change the way you, um, you shoot. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think that's a really, really good point because I think that like there's, there's a certain level of creativity, but there's like a limit to it in coffee, but then, in, but then in photography, like the kind of like surroundings and uh, creativity, like never like stops changing. Um, and so I think that yeah. just kind of like draws people in because like you can always shoot something new. Um, but with coffee, it's just like, it's always gonna be like coffee, milk, and then just art. 
um and sure there's like creativity in there and like doing that is awesome but then with like photography there's like so many more aspects to it that's a really good point um and so kind of like segueing into photography what really got you into photography um let's see well i, I remember like taking photos with like a disposable camera when i was a kid yeah 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 <laughs> I think I remember my first photo of being like a sprite can. Like it's so and, cool. Like, like a sprite can in um like in a baseball field. Yeah. Dang. And um I never got to see that photo actually. But, oh. Um I think it's like Instagram came out. Um like I wanted to start taking photos. I was doing things with design. Yeah. And I was taking photos with my phone. And um like the things that I was creating weren't like coming out like as clear as I wanted to. Yeah. See other like other designs and like I'm like okay but maybe I'll um, purchase like a camera like a higher end camera. Yeah. So that I could like slap like filters on or totally um, or distort in some kind of way just like have have fun with the image yeah. in some kind of way. Totally. Um, um, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. And then um. Yeah, just like, um, uh, I lost my train of thought. Oh shoot, my bad. Yeah, just, I kind of, I I bought a like a Canon that I was using, and I didn't really like nothing. There was no momentum in it. Like I didn't know why I bought a camera. Oh. I was just kind of like collecting dust for the longest time. Yeah. And um, like I would see the shots that people would take, and like. I didn't understand like how they got those shots and um I was just like frustrated that like I just kind of gave up with photography for a long time yeah it just I couldn't get it to look the way I wanted to interesting sometimes I would see people's edits and I think I didn't know that it was an edit I was just like how did oh. they do that <laughs> gotcha yeah oh dang um but so, I will like, say of, yeah no go ahead go ahead, go ahead. a lot of it I guess just discouraged me but then um a friend let me buy his like 50 millimeter oh, lens and that kind of just changed how I see photography. Yeah. Um, so um, having just like a fixed lens and like better glass, like let me see things in a different way. And yeah. So I was just 50 for the longest time. And like, um, st I don't know, around that time, I just wanted to like try a different skill and see what would come of it. Yeah, so, totally. Um, and I will say that like, so I started following your photos on, on Instagram and dude, like the most recent one you, you posted the one with the bike and, and with, and the guy with the helmet or whatever, like that one, that one is crazy good. It's like so many vibes and oh, it's, it's, it's crazy, crazy good. Um, <laughs> and so when did you seriously start like taking photos? Like about what time was it like, not so much just like, oh, I can take a picture. Um, but then when did you like really start making that like more of a hobby? Yeah, it was like, um, wanted to find something to do um a possible skill that i could like, make money from yeah um and i didn't want to just like hey like come out and be like i got a camera i'm taking photos now yeah pay me right um i read this book called like so good they can't ignore you um that idea was around that was like um before you like um do like wanted to switch careers in anything yeah it's like i'm really good at something and and then when it like people notice that's when you should like take the switch interesting that is really cool 
Um, so my approach was, was to it was like, I'm just going to start this as a hobby and like learn as much as I can about it. Yeah. Just shoot all the time and like have my camera on me always. Yeah. And um, just like go out with friends and shoot and um, try different things. Definitely. And, and then that's when like people started noticing like, like, whoa, nice photos. Yeah, totally. <laughs> that's cool. that really awesome. They saw that they were different from others. And um, uh, so that, you know, that I guess the style that I was like shooting and editing, people were just like, um, were drawn to. Yeah. And uh, so I just like, like, okay, so I'm just going to continue trying this out and like develop it further and see where it goes. Totally. That is really awesome. Um, and so do you take pictures where, like wherever you go or, or do you just like, like savoring the moment and not taking pictures? Because I feel like some people like don't like cameras for the sake that it kind of like for them, it, it kind of like makes the experience different. But then I feel like for me, like I really like keeping the moment forever, you know? Um, and so where do you stand? Like, do you like, like taking pictures wherever you go or, or just like in certain times or just like where do you stand? Um, I think it's, it's, it's very multifaceted. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but like a lot of times I'm like, I go to places and I'm like, like half asleep. <laughs> I, don't, I didn't really experience it for like fully what it is. Right. Um, um, but I feel like when I'm behind the camera, I'm experiencing a place fully for what it is because totally. I'm noticing things that I'm looking and noticing things um, that as like that I want to like be drawn to. Yeah. So definitely. Uh, I think there's times where I just like, okay, I'm just going to put the camera down and um, like enjoy this moment yeah. and just kind of savor it. Um, that sometimes that just like forces me to like pick up my camera. Yeah. <laughs> right. Gotcha. Yeah. And there's other times where it's like, I wouldn't necessarily shoot this sunset because um there's like colors in it that i don't necessarily want to shoot yeah like yesterday's sunset was like it blew up but it was like it was mostly purple and yellow oh interesting i'm like i'm not gonna shoot purple and yellow because <laughs> it doesn't really match my feed and yeah um it doesn't you know purple and yellow is like a different it has a different mood it has a different meaning yeah um, it has you know colors have different meanings to them and totally um it's how you know colors how they use it in movies like they use colors very um uh they use colors very specifically and yeah. like purposefully and how they shoot so totally and like the new joker movie for instance yeah it's like a lot of like playful um red blue and yellow but they're also kind of muted so okay huh kind of like the darkness of the scene but. yeah yeah colors can really portray like tons of emotions it's kind of interesting to see how people in the arts like use that kind of like um to kind of convey a point um and so what would you say to someone who's interested in getting into photography but they're just not like really sure yet if they want to get into it yeah i would say um just start shooting like um don't invest in like uh i mean there's a lot of like used cameras out there yeah start on find a used camera shoot on that and and just shoot what you love um because like what you love will change over time yeah and um, 
like your style will change over time, but um, just like shoot what you love, go to places that you love and um, learn, learn from the best. Totally. So. Yeah. Um, and do you have any future plans with photography? Do you want to like take it to the next level? Um, or do you just want to keep it as a hobby for right now? Or just what are your plans? Um, my plans for photography, I'm like hoping I can make a business out of it. Yeah. And do it full time. I'm hoping I could get like some travel opportunities with it. Totally. Specifically like Iceland. Heck yeah. <laughs> well, pretty much anywhere, but like Iceland, Japan. Um, another one would be Dubai. Like I was thinking oh, of Dubai. Dang. It'd be insane dude it's crazy there's so many things that you can do in dubai i know it's it's, it's insane um, also good yeah coffee. really oh oh i mean that's another reason to go yeah <laughs> i mean wait so is it like like really strong there typically or or it's like really like just popping oh, the coffee? yeah oh i think it's i think it's specialty like the light, lighter roasted coffee there's okay. a shop called they're called arabica Ooh. um so Arabica is like a, a variety of coffee. Yeah. But there's kind of named their shop after that. But um, yeah. So that's sick, dude. That's, that's really, really cool. Shop I would visit. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, so we wrapping this thing up. So shout outs as we're closing this thing up. Uh, mine is uh, actually to the Ottoman Turks um, because they invented the first mocha. And I got to say, um, my my go-to drink uh, is probably a mocha, and um, and David has maybe many mochas, and they are excellent mochas. So so thank you, Ottoman Turks, <laughs> and thank you, David. Um, dude, heck, <laughs> heck yes. Um, and then David, um, who or what is your shout out for this episode? I would say Nicolette Lavelle. She was my mentor for business for uh, mentoring me in business. Yeah. For photography, so she's been uh, the best. Um, mentor so far that is really awesome dang um so we're wrapping this thing up so david also thank you just so much for coming on tidbits um it is an honor to talk to you and to have a guest this week um so don't forget to remember not to forget about our sponsors so our sponsors was ups and then david what was yours mine was polar pro polar pro polar pro (laughs) yes sir oh you know it so this has been tidbits the show with alex and David. See you next time. And we have no, no idea, idea what we're well, doing. <laughs> Thank you so much, David. See you, bro. Yeah, thanks, man. Hey, if you like this podcast, please subscribe and tell your friends about Tidbits. If you want a chance to be on this show, hit me up at tidbitstheshow at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. And I have no idea what I'm doing.